Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Monday, Tuesday check-in. Let's call it that. Uh, my name is Damon Heitman. I am one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, Nebraska, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, Nebraska. Damon, welcome back from your uh, week of staycation. Yeah, thanks. Uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you will see that Damon's beard grew yet another week. And it's uh, starting to get, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for here, Damon? Um, magnificent. Epic. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I, however, last week did decide to finally trim my COVID-19 beard. Uh, and also... Things opened up here in our county, and I was able to get in to see my barber and uh, got a haircut while wearing a surgical mask. And uh, Damon did not. <laughs> I didn't even look into it. I, I, didn't, I didn't even explore the possibility. It didn't even occur to me. Yeah, I was just decided yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to let it, let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. Uh, so I guess... I apologize in advance to some, um, but I, you know, such is life. <laughs> I will say no apologies necessary, Damon. <laughs> so uh, this is the, it's the Monday, Tuesday check-in this week because yesterday being Monday was, uh, was a holiday, Memorial Day, so we didn't do this. Uh, the church office was closed. Uh, so we're back here on Tuesday. And what this is, for folks who may not know, we uh, will share a little bit of uh, life of the church sorts of things, uh, folks that we want folks to be up to date on, uh, what's going on um, at First Pres right now. And then we transition to a little sort of a mini Bible study. So we'll take a look at the scripture for the week ahead. This coming Sunday is Pentecost. So uh, that's a little, you know preview, I guess, <laughs> of what it is, uh, and, and we'll go from there. So, but first, uh, what I have listed here is welcome and announcements. I guess we did the welcome, now we're on the announcements. Indeed. So, uh, as Damon said, this Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, and here at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings, we are living in the Holy Spirit joy, and we're going to have a Holy Spirit parade during worship. So, we're going to invite people who want to, to come to the church parking lot, we get here by about 10.20. We will give you a bulletin as well as a map and some directions. And then once the service starts at 10.30, we'll invite you to tune your car radio to 1550 KICS AM radio and listen to the service and then start following the map. The parade will be led by a car painted up in flames because flames are a traditional sign of the Holy Spirit and Pentecost. And we'll have a couple of uh, other cars with flames. And we're inviting you to decorate your cars with symbols of the Holy Spirit, be they flames or doves. And uh, throughout the course of our hour-long service, the parade will make its way through town. And it will drive past houses of our members who are homebound. And so uh, you'll be able to drive past and honk your horn and wave. And they'll stand on their porch or in their window and wave back. And uh, the Holy Spirit will be alive and well and moving throughout Hastings throughout the course of our Pentecost service. So 
If you want to join us, please do be in the church parking lot by 1020. If not, you can always uh, stay at home and watch on Facebook Live or listen on the radio. But we're very excited for the Holy Spirit Parade, which we will be holding uh, this Sunday. So a couple of other quick announcements to share with you. Uh, the session, which is the Leadership Council of the Church, met last week to talk about when we might be able to start holding in-person worship again and meetings in the building. And uh, they voted unanimously that we are going to keep uh, doing our stay-at-home worship through the end of June. And so we will not be holding worship uh, in our building uh, through the end of June. We're going to continue our stay-at-home worship with Facebook Live. We'll be doing this parade May 31st. Uh, we're going to try to do a worship in the park on June 21st. But uh, our building will remain uh, closed, uh, though the church, of course, is open and alive and doing all sorts of fun things. But uh, so if you have any questions about that, please feel free to reach out to me or any members of your session, the Leadership Council of the Church. We are also putting together a task force to talk about how we can phase in reopening our building and phase in safely coming back to worshiping in person as a family of faith. And so if you have any input that you would like to provide to that task force, please reach out to me by phone or email, uh, or, uh, and, and I will certainly share your input with others uh, as we work through this and figure out the best and safest way for us as a family of faith to continue to be the church in this time and this place. So those are my announcements. Okay, then this is our scripture, but first and opening prayer. Let's uh, join together for a moment of prayer. To paraphrase, O oh God, a well-known and beloved hymn, breathe on us, breath of God, fill us with life anew, so we may love as thou dost love and do as thou wouldst do. Amen. Amen. So we have from the second chapter of Acts, uh, a well-known little bit of scripture, most likely for us, uh, the story of Pentecost. It reads um, something along these lines. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. 
No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And there ends the reading. Ooh. Right. What do you got? Man, uh, well. Yeah. It takes a, kind of a dark turn there towards the end, doesn't towards it? Towards the end, a little bit of a dark turn. But uh, before <laughs> that, it gets pretty exciting, really. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability and then you have these guys, are not all those who are speaking Galilean? So these, the folks who are gathered in the room are the disciples. They're all locals. So they generally would have spoken the same language. And, and yet here they are speaking these other languages. How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? And then you have this long list of funny ancient cities and territories that don't mean much to us, but it would be as if, you know, um, like we walked into the United Nations and there was an Egyptian who speaks only Arabic and uh, a Japanese person who speaks only Japanese and someone from Ecuador who speaks only Spanish and someone from Brazil who speaks only Portuguese and uh, perhaps someone from, I don't know, um, Cameroon who speaks only French and yet they're all able to speak in their native languages and hear and understand each other in their own native languages. And this is a powerful image thinking about how all these people have been divided by language and culture and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and all of a sudden those divisions are gone. Now they can understand each other in these native languages. And what are they speaking about? They're speaking about God's deeds of power. And it's just, it's a really powerful image of, um, well, it's wild, but it's its also this powerful image of unity. The, the way that the Holy Spirit can unify people across languages and cultures. Because languages and cultures can be pretty strong barriers for uh, for unification, right? And, uh, and the Holy Spirit sort of breaks down those barriers and provides this capacity for them to, to hear and understand one another. And I, I just love it. I love yeah. it. Yep. And think, um, thinking of it as a miracle of, of understanding provides a little bit different, uh, different way of looking at it as opposed to a, a miracle of uh, tongues, right? It, yes. I mean, the way it reads, it seems that these these folks were talking to each other in their native language. It's like you you would be, I would be speaking English, right? And someone from Spain would be hearing it as though I was speaking in Spanish. Right. Right? So, like, it's really a miracle of hearing. 
work <laughs> uh, and of and of understanding and um, and when you think of it that way, yeah, it's it sort of it opens it up a little bit in in maybe maybe fresh kind of a way um, to think that this, yeah. I like the I always get sort of caught on what's they strike me as odd little phrases. Um, so so Peter stands up and like oddly bold sorts of things. <laughs> so Peter stands up to talk to people. Uh, it says, uh, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem. <laughs> Every last man, woman, child, <laughs> everybody, listen up. I got some stuff to say. <laughs> well, and I think men of Judea would be referencing specifically folks who are Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so Peter is intentionally trying to expand his audience beyond just the Jewish people who have gathered and were listening to this. And he's like, and all of Jerusalem. So even the non-Jews who are living in Jerusalem, listen up. I've got something to say, right? <laughs> and it is bold. Uh, Peter, you've heard me say this before, is my favorite apostle. He's my favorite disciple. Uh, in fact, if you look right there, that picture in my office is a picture of Peter. You can't really tell from this. Everyone, everyone will zoom and enhance on their uh-huh. computer. Uh, I found that picture in, in the basement of the church uh, on the ground, leaning up against a wall, buried behind some stuff. And I, I picked it up and, and dusted it off and, and hung it in my office. And uh, I just love Peter for, uh, for his boldness when, when he decides to be bold. There's an eagerness uh, that I admire from Peter. Uh, it reminds me a bit of a, a Labrador retriever. Um, and here we see that eagerness on full display. Whoa, men of Judea and everyone living in Jerusalem, listen up, I got something to say. And then what he has to say is funny. And I think it's, it's, it's okay for us to recognize that there are times that the scriptures are gonna be humorous and it's okay to name the humor that we read in them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the first thing he says is, let this be known and listen to what I say. They're not drunk. And my proof for that is it's only nine o'clock in the morning. How, <laughs> how could they be drunk? It's only nine o'clock. Um, it's just, <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not entirely sure who they thought was drunk. Right. Back to what I you were didn't... saying about the hearers and the speakers. Yeah. Right. So is it the people who are speaking and, or was the people who were hearing and hearing in their own native language who exactly was being accused of being drunk with the new wine? Yeah. Yeah. It's, did they think that they themselves were drunk? I don't know. It's a little, it, it's just a little unclear. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the, Okay, so there were some who were understanding. There were some who weren't understanding, it seems. And the folks who weren't understanding were the ones that, yeah, they're just, they're just drunk. Or they're crazy, or it's a trick of some, you know? Right. I mean, you would, you would logic it out, or you would explain it away, and, and whatever means was handy to you. But Yeah. 
But Peter's um, uh, Peter's sort of expanding of addressing those of Judea and everyone else then you know fits in really well then with this with this prophecy that he cites from Joel uh, uh, containing within it this I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh uh, and sons and your daughters will prophesy uh, well, yep. that we see this uh, this what we think of as an expanding of of the covenant and opening up of of who can be a part of the covenantal relationship, the covenant that was established with Abraham and Sarah and all their descendants and, and anyone who, who sort of joined the tribe. Um, and, and we see in, in Acts and Paul picks this up and runs with it uh, to, a, to a very, very large degree. Um, about who, who can be a part of the covenant and what does it mean to be a part of that relationship with God? Yeah, yeah, definitely this this expansive language about mm-hmm. about that, and and that's these are the folks who are going to be capable of prophesying. It's everyone, the young and the old, the men and the women, even the slaves, they shall prophesy. Um, and then verse twenty one too. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, and that, that, that is a very expansive view that Peter is, is stating here, building on this prophecy, the, the Old Testament prophecy from the book of Joel. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, this prophecy also contains a little bit of this, um, this idea that we tend to sort of uh, bypass a lot, that uh, the coming of, the, of God is... <laughs> Uh, is a thing that uh, oftentimes uh, should be kind of feared and worried about. Um, God is going to show up in in judgment uh, to set the world right, um, and so you kind of want to make sure that you're on the on the right side of that sort of a thing. Yeah. So we get the we get the moon turning to blood, and we get the the fire and the smoky mist and all that sort of stuff than there as well. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, Peter referencing a prophecy from the book of Joel would have been intentional on Peter's part because he's trying to connect the Jewish community to Jesus' ascension and then the coming of the Holy Spirit to start what, what will become the Christian church, right? And so he's trying to convince folks of that, um, which is why, you know, Peter being a good Jewish scholar would, would try to draw in the other good Jewish scholars to, yeah, I, I know my Jewish Torah and, uh, here's how it connects to our present situation. Here's how it connects to this particularly strange thing that's happening right now, where these tongues of fire have come down and parked on people's heads and, and people are speaking in, in other languages, but everybody's understanding each other. Here's how it ties in folks. And so let's uh, let's build from here. Let's let's grow from here. But but again, Peter is trying already here in Acts two. The very first sort of speech about the the growth of the new church is to the Judeans and all Jerusalem. He's already trying to expand 
it beyond and then he picks a prophecy from Joel which is also expansive in its language and who it includes both men and women slaves and free young and old and so Peter is very intentionally showing that this is going to be a movement that uh, is different than anything we've seen before yeah and it's interesting that you know what's what's interesting what's critically important to that is the ability to understand one another i i feel as though we oftentimes think of the holy spirit is what enables us to 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 declare things you know those that we're going to prophesy we're going to we're going to you're really going to we're going to be bold and declarative we're going to put stuff out there right um but the gift of the holy spirit is and it is that at times and it is also this ability to understand one another, to understand someone else's place in life, to understand someone else's history, to understand their perspective. Um, but those, that it is not just the bold declaration that is the work of God, but it is also the under the work of understanding that is Seeking the work of God others. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important thing. I am. Um, this just occurred to me, and so I'm going to tease this out while we're recording this, and so it may end up not being as uh, as succinct as I would like. But oh, it's no good. We'll just edit it out. Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, we are so polarized today as a nation, and it's almost as if we are speaking different languages. Yeah. Um. Your, your conservatives and your liberals are, are almost not even speaking the same language about the same points. And when they're having debates about things, they're actually debating past each other, not even directly talking to each other. And I, I do wonder, can the Holy Spirit speak into those polarized debates and help us come to understand one another better and be able to speak a language that is common across this divide that exists and i'd like to believe that the church can help us with that language that the holy spirit can work through the church and and i i see that happen in this church in some beautiful ways that the holy spirit works through the ministries of this church and is able to bridge that divide uh, create understanding across a divided political and ideological spectrum um and and i hadn't thought of that as the work of the Holy Spirit until you brought it up. But it seems to me that that is God's Holy Spirit working through the church uh, in ways. And, and like one of those ways, and I reference this regularly, but it's like our United Harvest Ministry or our Open Table Lunch Packing Ministry, which I'm really praying we're going to be able to figure out a way to do in July, although uh, concerned about how that might work. But, um, you know, like a conservative and a liberal may have very different views on the welfare state uh, and on how, um, yeah. But at the end of the day, what the church provides is a common language for them to talk about taking care of their neighbor and a common way for them to do that. So while they may disagree on the welfare state, they're not going to, they don't think children should go hungry in the summertime. So they're going to sit down and make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches together to make sure that children in our community of Hastings don't go hungry in the summer. Mm -hmm. And, and so the church 
through God's Holy Spirit, is providing a common language for conservatives and liberals to speak. So they're not going to get wrapped up in a debate about welfare policy or whether we should or shouldn't raise the minimum wage, but they're going to come together in unity and uh, make those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and those sack lunches to make sure that kids in our, 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 our community don't go hungry. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that, that makes sense. I, I think that there's uh, folks, everybody sort of has their own particular vocabulary that they enjoy using and are, and are most comfortable with, you know, I, I, I use different words than you use. Right. Um, and, and, and so part of the work is, is being willing to learn one another's vocabulary. Uh, you know, and when I say this, you know, or when you say so, okay, well, what, what do you actually, what do you mean by that? <laughs> when you, because, because when you say that, what I kind of hear is this, <laughs> and, and maybe that's not at all what you intend by that. Um, and so there is this sense that folks, uh, even if we are speaking, you know, you and I mostly speak English. Um, I pretty much exclusively speak English. You speak some other things, right? Uh, but even when we are both speaking English, we do still use different vocabulary. Um, and so, so being willing to, and that sort of, those things, the, the United Harvest and the uh, Open Table, those sorts of things, those are our shared vocabulary. Yeah. Things. Uh, those are the things that, oh, I, yeah, I know what you mean when you'd say that and, and I'm on board with that and, and I, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. And, and so framing that as, as, as the Holy Spirit of God working through the church to provide a common vocabulary. Mm -hmm. I, I like that a lot. I think yeah, that, that might preach, Damon. Yeah, that could preach. That could preach. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if that'll preach, then would you like to close us with a word of prayer? I think, I think so. Let's do that. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Bring forth your spirit that all shall be created and we shall be renewed on the face of the earth. God, may your Holy Spirit inspire us to find a common language that helps build your kingdom here on earth, a kingdom of justice, a kingdom of compassion, a kingdom of peace, and above all, a kingdom that is defined by love, love of God and love of neighbor. Let your Holy Spirit work through us to build that kingdom together today and every day. Amen. Amen. Well, it's Pentecost. On Sunday, it's, uh, you know, there's a parade going on. So if you'd like to join, stop, come by the church at 1020. Is that what folks there by then? Yep. And, and away we'll go. So uh, until next time, toodaloo.